Let us know what you're thinking on Rethink with your host. Rethink, nothing your ace. Rethink, don't touch that dial on Rethink. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Rethink. Okay, okay. So, I am Nathaniel Ace and you're welcome to the Rethink Podcast. The podcast that encourages you to think about things that you would normally not think about. And this is the very first episode that we're ever shooting on video. So that's a plus. <laughs> okay, so normally we have been recording only audio format of this podcast, but I decided to try out having videos just so we can post on Instagram and possibly YouTube. So yeah. So we're continuing from our series on the summary of 48 laws of power by Robert Greene. We're summarizing his book, we're summarizing his ideas that he presented us in his book teaching us how to obtain power, influence and control over people's situations and to achieve achieve targets and yeah. So um, we, we have two episodes already on that, part one and part two. This is part three, part three. I'm trying to pronounce it three. So part three, and possibly there will be a part four, and that's where we'll wrap it off. So let's start from part three. That is from law 27. So law 27 says, create a create a cult-like following by playing on people's need to believe. So yeah, Robert Green is telling us that everybody wants to believe in something. Everybody has the need to believe in something. So you can create a cult-like following if you give people an object of belief, an object of belief, a promising belief that they want. So um, there's, there's a pyramid of needs by Abraham Maslow, the Abraham Maslow's pyramid of needs. And after it goes from the third, the third stage, there are five stages. So from the third stage, after the person has gone through physiological needs and security needs, is belonging, the need to belong, the need to before you not get self-esteem and self-actualization. But we're belonging now. So after the person, after you have gotten your basic, your physiological needs of food, water, um, sex, and the mass put sex as physiological needs. Okay, yes, physiological, wow. So yeah, and the next stage was a security. After you have eaten, that time you are now looking at how secure am I, am I in danger? So after that, you now get, after you are comfortable, you have shelter, you have food, you have security. You start thinking of belonging. You want to belong to a family. You want to belong to a group. You want to belong to a. So you you have the need to belong to something, and the need to belong to something means that there is a sharing of common values with whatever you are belonging to, or common interests or common goals. And now giving people a worthy or a goal that is worthy to them is a way to have them under your grasp. So it's like giving them something to believe and. It's, we see politicians and a lot of people do stuff like that and they keep their words very vague vague words just say man of little things just make it look enticing enough that people want to believe in it but not so detailed enough so that people can start picking it out and seeing whether it makes sense or not so that's law 27 so law 28 says enter action with boldness so you say everyone admires like Everyone admires boldness. If you are timid, people will, people will shy away from looking at you as someone who they should be under or who should be of influence. So timidity is is repelling, is a repellent to people looking at you as a leader. So when you attack situations with boldness, you attack 
situations with boldness you think you have conversations with boldness you inspire all in people around you and then it gives you a sense of it knows what it's doing it gives you the benefit of doubt that you actually know what you are doing and therefore people tend to trust you more and that gives you influence around and that's what Robert Green was trying to say when he says enter situation or interaction with boldness because you know your doubts become self self apparent everybody will know that oh you are not sure of yourself and who wants to follow a leader who isn't sure of himself so law 29 says plan all the way to the end you know i picked up an hobby in playing chess and a lot of times i lose games because i don't plan all the way to the end so i just know if i play this i play this i would win his ninth but little do i know that after i win the ninth there's a move order in like two three moves that will cost me the game so that's why you plan all the way to the end so when you have a vision or a target or a goal to get into certain situations and attack certain visions you have to plan all the way to the end so don't plan halfway because you give an example so don't plan halfway don't plan halfway don't don't plan that okay if i go to school i attend class i see that girl i'll tell her like her plan to the end what if this happens what if she doesn't come to the class what if she sits in a different seat what if she's around her friends what if then she's around her friend what do i do if she's not in class what do i do if she says no what do i do if she says yes what do i do what's my follow-up so it's like planning all the way to the end is a good power strategy according to robert green so let's go law 30 make your accomplishments seem effortless so in, there's a debate in the world of football i know americans call it soccer but literally only the americans call it soccer so there's a debate <laughs> so there's a debate in the world of football ronaldo versus messi ronaldo is the greatest player of all time messi is the greatest player of all time so and anytime this debate comes up and there's always this guy that wants to be the smart guy that doesn't want to take sides you just want to be you just want to be you just want to be the smart guy that understands both perspectives and then they say stuff like oh Ronaldo works hard Ronaldo puts in effort he gives his best in training and that's where he is where he is today that's why he is where he is today but then you see a lot of people say oh Messi is just talent. It is raw talent. Messi doesn't need to work as hard as Ronaldo. And now, I don't know Messi personally. I've not played football with him. I'm not part of his team. But I can almost guarantee that Messi works very, very hard for where he is today. I hardly think talent is ever enough. Talent is hardly ever enough for anything. So I'm sure he works hard. But the way he appears, it makes his accomplishments seem effortless. And that's a great way to that's a great way to discourage competition. So when you look at Ronaldo as a footballer, you can be thinking, if I work as hard as him, if I put in the amount of hours in the gym, if I if I do my training, come before everybody, leave only after everybody have gone, I work as hard as Ronaldo for that period of time, I would be a Ronaldo. I would be as good as Ronaldo. But if the way Messi is branded up like, oh, this is talent, it's effortless, he doesn't really have to work for it, it's just God that blessed him, you get discouraged like, oh, no matter how hard I work, no matter how hard I do this, I can just never be as good as Messi. So that's a branding strategy to make your opponent lose the confidence that he can actually do stuff like this. And that's the difference when people give yourself the aura of grace. Oh, yeah, David O works hard, um, whiskey is just grace. 
that just kills every form of competition in everybody's mind. Like, no matter I work hard, I cannot just be the whiskey because he's not really his hard work, it's just whiskey. So that's a branding that is a very good branding for power play. It just makes me feel like this guy is always just achieving things, he's always just moving forward, and he doesn't even work as hard. Therefore, maybe I shouldn't compete with him because <laughs> no matter how hard I work, he would just be favored. So yeah, so lock 31 says, control the options, get others to play with the cards you deal. So now this is a very good way, even in, even in bargaining, even in, yeah, in bargaining, in negotiation. It's like, you know the options and you have it under control. So you are looking at, you are looking at a, a, bag, a, a, a negotiation that is about to occur. And then you give the person a, options. So it's like, you give, you can, maybe you are fighting for a political position and you have, you have a, you have you have a group of people and you have to present a speech of to why they should vote you in that position then you can now you now give them okay see look at me you either get me get um, progress in our team you get fruitfulness or you go for the other guy and you get the haughty guy that is always proud that is not working out for you it's like people don't want to feel even among your friends people don't want to feel like you're the one controlling their destiny so you have to let them make choices but now you control the options because choices is between picking options but now you give them the various options that no matter whichever option they pick it works for you so it's like someone saying okay you want somebody to buy a product i'm trying to think of a, an example on top of my head because it's hard to explain without an example so you want somebody to buy a product but then you now go to the person and rather than say well you can buy this product whenever you want you can buy this product when you have money next month it's fine because now you are giving the person the option to not buy because time time lapse can change a person's decision but you see a lot of these sales marketers do stuff like oh pay now and you pay five thousand naira. but if you pay in the months if you want to pay in the month's time instrumentally you can drop 500 naira and pay instrumentally but then you pay six thousand five hundred at the end so in that way, you're giving the person two options. The person feels, I have to buy now or buy later. But if I'm buying later, I'm going to pay more, but easier for me. If I'm buying now, I'll pay less, but tougher to raise the money at first. So now you have controlled the options. And now the person doesn't really, his brain is not thinking of the option that, the option of not buying. So that's just a very good man manipulation tactic and a good power play game by Robert Green, according to Robert Green, actually. Yeah, so let's go straight to law 32 play into people's fantasies so let's law 32 robert green um robert green makes us understand that the truth is often ugly not every time but often ugly often undesirable often less interesting often less value wanted by the majority so and this is also a principle that he lays in his book out of seduction in one of the type of seducers is that you play into the fantasies of people you play into their imaginations their wildest dreams their their fantasies basically so it's like when you are maybe you are competing for a political position and you know maybe you are promising the people that you want to end unemployment but you know realistically speaking unemployment is not going to drop to zero percent in your tenure but you can start the process that can be finished in the next tenure but rather than telling people that 
Oh, I'll start the process, but I'm going to complete it. That will lose confidence and trust in the eyes of the people that want to, the electorate, people that want to vote you in. You now give them the play to their fantasies. I'm going to eradicate unemployment. I have the strategies. I know how to get this job done. And that's a political strategy. So then you find them working hand in hand with that kind of ideals to get people to vote them in. So that's a power game. That's a power game. Rather than telling people, oh, I won't be able to do it. You can play into their fantasies. So Law 33 says, discover each man's thumb screw. So it's like, it's like um, everybody has weaknesses. Everybody has weaknesses. It's, the world is just built that way. Like every single thing has a weakness. And all our superhero movies are built that way. I wish Kryptonite was not Superman's weakness, but who am I? So for realisticness, everybody has weaknesses. So you have to look for their weaknesses. So if you are competing, and this is a power book, so obviously it's talking about power games and competitions. So opponents, you are, you are getting into competitions with different opponents. And every opponent has a weakness. So now what do you do? How do you play into this weakness? You have to find out what the weakness is and then know how you can use that weakness for your advantage. Now look at it this way, is that, is that um, some people can behave childish, they can act in certain manners and then you link it to some childhood trauma and you can use that to kick them off the bus, you can use them to kick them under the bus, you can make your opponent look stupid by knowing where the weak link is and then attacking it or exposing it or amplifying it. So it's one of these things that Robert Green says, helps for your power play. Mind you, these are not my words, I'm just describing the Robert Green's book. Yeah, so law 34, it says, be royal in your fashion, act like a king to be treated like one. This is this is in line with the with the this is in line with the common saying of dress how you want to be addressed. Is that when you appear in royal fashion, when you dress as though you are the richest in the room, people often give you the benefit of doubt that you are royalty and you just might be the richest in the room now that gives you a starting point to build your power level and your level of influence in every circle so rather than start from zero you are starting from a pedestal and that comes with appearing in a way that shows who you want to be so if you want to be rich tend to appear rich into meetings with other rich people even to meetings with people who are not so rich because they tend to value you in that way and they give you contracts they give you jobs they they entrust a lot of financial resources to you they entrust a lot of of jobs to you a lot of gigs to you because you appeared as though you can handle it and you can take it and you can execute so appear like a king to be treated like one so that's law 34 law 35 says master the art of timing is that a lot of good things can be done at bad times and then the value of that good thing depreciates excruciatingly painfully sadly so is that a lot of things, you can do a lot of things but you have to be timeful you have to analyze the situation and know so there are many truths you can speak and that's something i'm learning because I, I I can hardly let an opinion I disagree with just slide away, especially when the person is giving it to an audience that I have. So if the person is giving an, a wrong opinion to my audience, I always tend to say no, I, I don't think that is true. 
because obviously we have to have these truthful conversations for society to move better but then there's something called timing you can speak out of tone and then whatever you say loses a lot of value so it's the same way when you are speaking a lot of valuable stuff and the person you are speaking to doesn't want to listen to you it's at best to stop talking because that devalues your speech and devalues the content of what you are saying so that's the point in this law is that timing is important not just in speaking also in, also in taking certain actions you don't fight at the wrong time you don't you don't make enemies at the wrong time you need to know when to be friends and when to break out from certain relationships and friendship timing is important and trust me there's no one time fits all so you have to figure this part yourself i don't know maybe we'll be green you know so just be patient basically so law 36 it says disdain things you cannot have ignoring them is the best revenge so there are a lot of things that you cannot there are a lot of things you cannot have is is similar to the saying that the things you can control control them the best you can and since you can't control leave it to god because then when you place a lot of energy and a lot of effort into things you don't have you now lose a lot of your strength a lot of the energy that you would have used to pursue things you want to have things you can actually have so for example i I, I just spoke word poetry, so I have a, a, at least an average skill in, in rhyme structures, in rhyming, in making words sound, making words rhyme, making sentences rhyme. But I can't dance. So imagine I put all of my efforts into learning to dance. I'm going to, that same effort, if I put it in my speech, if I put it in my diction, I'll become a lot better in spoken word. But now in that dance, I can never be a lot more than average. So that's the way it is. Just ignore the things, disdain things that you know you cannot have. Don't spend effort in them. Don't spend time trying to do them. So this this comes a lot of self-awareness and truth, speaking to yourself in truthfulness. That okay, can I have this? Is this something that is feasible? If it's not, disdain it. Because a lot of the a lot of motivation going around makes you feel guilty when you disdain things that you know you can't have. They will say, oh, you gave up on your dreams. Sometimes you have to leave some things to follow what is actually... Sometimes you have to give up on some dreams to actually get to the real dream. You can't have everything. Unlike the motivational speakers telling you, you can be what you want to be. You can have whatever you want. You just have to believe in your life. No matter what you do, you cannot be Superman. And that's just one example. You cannot be everything, basically. So disdain the things that you can have and focus on getting what you know you can have and what you have analyzed that is feasible and possible. That will save you a lot of time, stress, resources, and improve your power game because who wants to be around somebody who is chasing what they can have? Therefore, you are just a loser and you are a public failure. Sorry. Yeah, so 37. I think I'll start. I'll stop here. We'll start lot 37 on the next episode so the next episode will be 30 is 48 laws and 3 to 40 and 8 so we are going to have 12 laws in our next episode and that will be the end of the 48 laws of power series stay tuned this has been the think podcast and i hope we have encouraged you encouraged you to think about something that you would normally not think about and that is some of the application of these laws of power stay blessed
Let us know what you're thinking on Rethink with your host. Rethink, nothing your ace. Rethink, don't touch that dial on Rethink. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Rethink.